Building services engineering is a very niche and technical specialist area. Many people who go into the industry regardless of discipline or expertise didn't decide to go into it when they were coming out of school. However, now in the industry, they face challenges. They still go ahead and develop fascinating careers and they see things that are changing for the future in building services. Building services are those essential items that go into a building making it habitable. Think of electricity, mechanisms to control the temperature, the quality of air, energy efficiency and fire safety. These are only a tiny element of the essential services in building services engineering. There's so much more detail. As you can imagine, the dynamic of the technical challenge will vary from a block of flats to a shopping centre to a hospital and even an operating theatre. Throughout the podcast, we'll be talking to professionals inside and outside building services engineering, including consulting engineers, contractors, suppliers, manufacturers and developers alike about their career, how they manage work-life balance in a demanding role, the current challenges and future trends in a forever developing and demanding industry. This podcast is engineered by Responsum Global, a specialist building services recruitment business. You can connect with us on all social media platforms and if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a review, hopefully a great review but definitely an honest one. Most of the people we meet will come through our line of work and have given us so many detailed insights into the industry, so you'll be in great company. Right, we're back with episode three of the Building Services podcast. Um, I'm Mohammed from Responsum Global. Uh, we're recruitment uh, specialist in, in building services engineering. And today I'm joined with a very special guest uh, who I have been in contact with previously and we've, we've worked together uh, many moons ago. Uh, but really, really great to be joined by Ashley Alsop. Um, Ashley is a chartered engineer. A uh, member of SIBSI, um, a member of the Energy Institute, and currently he's operating as uh, uh, I'm going to say a one-man band. And um, he's not completely alone. He still has several other several other people that he might turn to for outsourcing uh, various skills. But in terms of his operation, um, he is on his own. And one of the reasons why I'm keen to hear from Ashley is most people in, in building services engineering do see their career growth uh, to be with possibly a larger or an established consultant and one day becoming a director. Um, but here we've got Ashley with us who, who didn't take that route, but still has developed a great career. So yeah, great to have you, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here, man, to be honest. Yeah. It's, I, I it's can't really <laughs> yeah, I can't even ask the question. How do you find it getting here? Because we're, uh, you know, yeah, we yeah. Can locked down and everything's remote. Locked down at home. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's a different world today. Yeah, you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying being at home a little bit more, but not so much. Um, you know, not not getting out and about and getting onto site. But, uh, but yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Um, Look, we'll go, we'll, we'll go straight into it then in terms of um, your, your career. Now, I'm going to go as far back as possible at the moment. Um, 
did you have a childhood hero when you were younger? I did, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I used to say. <laughs> um, I spent my childhood watching Jack Cousteau on TV and uh, no, exploring the, uh, the oceans. <laughs> and all I wanted to be was a marine biologist. That was the idea. That's so all I ever wanted to be a long, long time ago. But, um, yeah, so uh, I, I, did, I did go on later in life to become a scuba diver and I, I dived in the same places that Jack Cousteau died. So, yeah. I've achieved something of my hero's uh, um, life, I suppose. Followed a few footsteps there. Yeah, yeah, trying to, <laughs> to some degree. But, um, but yeah, that's, that, that, was my, that was my childhood era. Um, I, I think somehow, I think his, um, his attempts at building underwater houses probably influenced my career choice in the end. Okay. I was always interested in that and how he did that. Um, obviously, building services is quite a lot to do with it. Have you tried it yet? What, living underwater? Or building a house underwater. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no that would be good. It would be interesting to do. wouldn't mind doing that. But, uh, well, but no, no. Maybe, well, maybe one. Perhaps if, somebody will come through with a project. <laughs> absolutely. If, if you do, just uh, make sure you document everything because that's going to be a case study in itself. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Great. Yeah, definitely. So, what, what about... Um, Obviously, you, you went from wanting to be a marine biologist. Um, what, what was family life like at home? And then well, the next question is going to be, where did building services come into it? Yeah, well, um, I, grew, I grew up in Derbyshire. Uh, I've got a younger brother. Um, Same as me. Really? All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm originally from Derby. So. Are you really? All right. Alfredton's fine. Okay. <laughs> Not yeah, far away. Very that, doesn't, that doesn't quite count, does it? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so I've got a, a younger brother who, who's now a musician. Um, dad was a heating engineer. Cool. Uh, so that's probably where it comes from. Mum um, was a seamstress, but she ended up as a, a, a swimming teacher in the end. Okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's, yeah, I had a good childhood. We had some good good holidays and very enjoyable time. Yeah. Um, so you think your your dad's work influenced your career choice? I think it did. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, one of my first recollections uh, at, at school was a teacher asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and uh, I remember saying that uh, uh, I wanted to be an astronaut or <laughs> or a workman like my dad. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, heating engineer is where I ended up, not not the astronaut. Yeah. A little bit different to Jacques Cousteau, I know. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, my granddad was a heating engineer as well. So he obviously runs in the family building services. And, that, and that, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, I, I did my levels, didn't do as well as I expected. Um, wanted to go to university, study at Bangor University. Uh, when, when I didn't get in, my dad said, come and work for me. So uh, I went to work for him as a, a plumber, heating engineer. Um, spent two years as an apprentice with him, learning the trade, so to speak. Uh, he, he sent me to college to do a, a national certificate in building services. And that, um, that, that's where I realised that design was for me. And that I, I, I wasn't an installer. I was, I was more of a designer. So... Uh, so I, I left my dad and went to uh, got got a job with local authority 
in the, in the architects department on a career grade scheme. And that, uh, that led me into building services, okay. which is the, the way I got there. But, um, but yeah, big uh -huh. difference between working on site and working in a, a county architects department as it was then. Uh, I think that's where it all started off once upon a time, because uh, you know, depending on how far back you go in time, I, there was a point in time where building services consultants didn't necessarily exist. And it was a, a, a very much a trade job. So um, without this sounding really offensive, but um, I have heard a few people say, you know, building services engineers or, or glorified plumbers. And, um, you know, it's, it's a... It's a big thing, but um, it's, it's a very different job. And I think look, if, you, if you're just building a house, which is what most people see, that's one thing. But when you've got several stories of buildings and, you know, so many different items that are going in that could clash, now, you know, that, that, that requires a little bit of planning. It does, it does. Yeah, I, I know uh, I do a lot of work for Nottingham Trade University. And, and part, as part of that, I've been talking with the, the lecturers and they, uh, they, they're really interested in getting students, students. Students know what domestic seating systems are like, but they don't know what a commercial system is. And part of uh, working with them is getting, getting them into commercial plant rooms and getting them to see the bigger equipment and, uh, and plant that gets installed so, so they can recognise it when they get there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that, that helps. Uh... Help, helps all along the way so uh, yeah so, so ha having been an installer or been on the tools benefits you greatly later on in life when you're when you're a consultant because you you, you know how things go to fit together and uh, what space you need um, to, to install equipment yeah. do, you, do you think it's important for those people who haven't had that experience to go back and do it i think it is yeah yeah Get, getting seconded to a contractor or uh, just getting on site for, for a period of time is, is really important. Yeah. So it certainly has, has been for me, with my experience. And most of the other consultants that I know uh, say the same thing. Yeah. They, uh, they, they value their, their time on site. Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, you can't, I, think, I don't think you can take away the practical element of it because if you just take uh, what a lot of consultants will do, which is predominantly office-based, um, it, I mean, I've, I've heard it and it's really hard for me to relate to it because I'm, I'm not an engineer myself, but um, I've heard that it just becomes purely theoretical and in a real world situation, you know, once uh, contractors go to install something, all of a sudden it's all clashing, it's not matching. And uh, I know, BIM and Revit and the new softwares that have come about have helped with it. Um, but no, I, I do appreciate your point. Yeah, yeah. even with, even with BIM and Revit, um, somehow you, you need to bring the skills from site into the office so you, you know how to, how to put together the Revit model. Absolutely. So, uh, how, how... Oh, sorry, digressing. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. How how did it um, go for you then? From um, you know, you, you had some exposure on site. How did it go from design? Uh, I don't know if you worked for a few companies, and then eventually you decided I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on my own. Talk me through that. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I, I worked for uh, uh, Nottinghamshire County Council for about 11 years, I think it was, and did, uh, did my HNC, did my degree with them, uh, got to a level where I was chartered, and, uh, and then realised that I kind of hit a ceiling and needed to move on from there. So uh, I managed to get myself a job with the Rolton Group in Peterborough. Okay. Uh, got interviewed by Peter Rolton, and he, he took me on. It's quite, I mean, I was living in Nottingham and travelling to Peterborough every day, which is a two-hour two um, trek there and two hours back. It was, it was a bit of a nightmare, but I was young and uh, I managed it. Um, probably wouldn't do it again. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that got, me, got me into a position where I was doing larger projects, um, working for companies like Ford, uh, Jaguar, uh, IKEA. So some really nice, good-sized projects that, that brought my uh, my engineering skills up up a notch, and and I saw how how commercially consultants were were run and uh, and how were how projects got developed from start to finish. Um, went from there to uh, uh, Cunnington Clark, who again are in Peterborough, uh, although uh, we had a, a small office in Loughborough, which which is where I was. Um, operating ran, ran a, a small office from there for a few years and, and again IKEA as a client and other, other larger clients that uh, uh, that built their experience um, moved on from there realizing that I needed to get somewhere near home I I've been working too far away and uh, wanted to spend more time with the family so uh, so took a job with Edmund Shipway in Nottingham um, they've done work for uh, Centre Parks and <clears throat> numerous other uh, hotel projects, um, education, universities, lots of, uh, lots of nice, nice um, developing projects that, uh, that probably wouldn't otherwise have got to, and of course near at hand. Um, and I think that, that, that was the time when I, I again realised that I was, I was an associate at, uh, at Edmund Shipwright, unlikely to be to make director um, because of uh, the number of people that were there. There just wasn't there just wasn't the opportunity. So I uh, I decided to move on and set up set up a company with one of the guys that I went to college with. Um, that only lasted a year. I realised that uh, it, it wasn't for me having a partner and uh, set up on my own and never looked back really since then. The, the first, six years now, yeah. Well done, well done. The, the yeah. first venture, that, that was a building services business as well? It was, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, uh, that, that was down in, near Loughborough again, and still, still traveling, which, which did, I didn't really want. Yeah, I, I went back to traveling and didn't like it. So I'm working, working for myself, I can work from home, the majority of my work I do here, uh, and I have to go out for site surveys and uh, meetings. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Was was this what you always imagined that one day you'd get to, or did you have a different plan at uh, any, any point? My, my, my plan was to work for somebody else as a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was my plan. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's a there's a quicker way to do it. And, 
to, to becoming a director and that's to work for yourself and set up your own business if you're able to do that once you've got the contacts and uh, uh, the experience it's it's well worthwhile i couldn't, uh, couldn't recommend it <laughs> mm -hmm. i think different people will have uh, different perspectives on it in terms of you know when you're working for a larger company you've always got someone else to bounce off other yes support you and so on but when you're on your own it's all on you and it is it is i i've, I've got lots of uh, lots of associates that i've worked with throughout the uh, throughout the years and um still still talk to now still work with on occasion and i can bounce stuff off them i i, I use them uh to keep in touch, uh, yeah, yeah. Being on your own is not good, not a good thing all the time, and uh, you do need other engineers to uh, to keep your ideas on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Human contact—we're all lacking it at the moment. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, we are, we are. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of used to being on my own a bit, so it's, uh, it's not too bad. But but yeah, you do, you do need to get out there and talk to people. And, and, Obviously, technology these days is uh, is helping. Um, so we can uh, we can have video conferences and uh, in calls at the drop of a hat, and that's uh, that's really useful. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I think this whole situation has uh, um, just for the context context of the listeners. This is being recorded uh, second week into into UK lockdown, and uh, everyone's everyone's at home at the moment. So um yeah hu human contact you don't realize it until until it's all taken i think it's with anything isn't it you don't realize what's going until it's taken away so uh, i think this is taking everyone by by shock at the moment and i think some have adjusted to it and worked well some are already doing it so it's absolutely fine and um i think there's other challenges that might come about as a result of it so um but i suppose we'll we'll, we'll come back to that at a slightly later stage when we we start talking challenges um in terms of your your professional development and the challenges that you faced along the way, um, you you got to mind that there's going to be some younger engineers that are going to listen to this, and um, you know your your story hopefully will will inspire them as well. Um, what what challenges did you see along the way in terms of your professional development? Uh, well, I think probably the first. The first one was moving from um, being on the tools to uh, to being a design engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I made that change quite easily. I think it, it wasn't that difficult. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a problem. But uh, I suppose the, the second one was actually moving from local authority to commercial consultants. Um, there, there are there are some people that think that local authority work isn't of a standard that uh, you can expect from a commercial consultant um, so that's not true um, i don't believe it is anyway but, but some people believe that um, so they kind of discount your experience up to that point so that, that was one thing that uh, i found quite difficult um, and then of course commercial consultants operated at much faster pace than uh, uh, the local authority so that, that was that was a bit of a challenge um, and then from there, I, I would say 
it, it was the fact that I was working for, so far from home. Uh, two, a two hour commute, quite a long commute. So that, that was one of the challenges that, uh, that I faced, uh, getting around that. And, and to, be, to be fair, the, uh, uh, my employers did, did try and let me work from home when, when I could. Um, and uh, and event, eventually I moved to an office that was nearby, so it, it really wasn't a problem. But, but getting, getting that experience with, with a commercial consultant was the, the biggest thing that helped me in my career. Yeah. And, and the contacts I made doing them. Yeah. So, what, what, uh, about, what, what about challenges that you might have faced? I mean, was there, was there certain points in your career where you thought, you know, where am I going with this? Or am I stuck here? Or do I need to change? I mean, I know you made some uh, changes along the way in terms of, you know, who you worked for and so on. But what, was there anything else? Um, no, I don't, I don't think there was, to be honest. Um, nothing, nothing really that made me move uh, other than a desire to progress in, in terms of moving up the ladder. Uh, I know, I know you can get pigeonholed when you work for one company for a long, for a long time, and uh, sometimes passed over for promotion. But uh, the, only, the only true way is to move from one company to another, uh, and that seems to make a difference. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there are any, any other challenges to, to me progressing at all. Uh, Okay, good, good. No, it's, uh, well, you've you've made it, you made it this far. So so plenty to be uh, to be proud about. Um, yeah. What about in terms of errors? So uh, I think every engineer out there is a bit of a perfectionist, and I think you've you've got to take pride in the work that you do because it you have. Never, you yeah, it, you, it's as I say, if you've never made a mistake, you've never done anything. So uh, everybody makes mistakes. Um, so go on, tell, tell us some of yours. Tell us deal with the matters, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't have made any really big mistakes. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Somebody told me. So this is, uh, he is now, I won't say his name, but he is, uh, he's an associate with a, a very reputable company. I'm going to send him a link to this, so yeah, you know, he'll, he'll probably hear the story, story from him. Um, he took a similar kind of background to yourself, started off, uh, you know, on the tools. Um, I, I can't remember where he said it exactly what it was, but he told me he was repairing some pipe work in a hotel. Um, he didn't turn off the main supply and he didn't drain the system before he made a few unplugging, <laughs> right. or unplugged a few items. Anyway, uh, hotel floor, five-star hotel, flooded <laughs> and dripping oh, no. down straight through obviously you know in, insurance policies covered it and so on and, and he was uh in his earlier days of his career and you know sometimes mistakes do happen uh mm-hmm. some that are costly some not so costly but yeah, yeah. um yeah, I, 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 I can't, you've said that and now i can think of one <laughs> um, well, not, not a big mistake but uh mistake nonetheless uh i was snagging a, a small project at a nursery in school and uh, they, uh, they, they were struggling with getting heat to a certain area. Mm-hmm. And having been on the tools, I, I knew could, I could vent this, this system. So I went to uh, 
got, got out my radiator key, my trusted radiator key, went to uh, vent this, uh, this, this pipe that was at high level. Um, I needed got a little radiator uh, air, air vent on the end, unscrewed it, it, air was coming out, great. Unscrewed a little bit more, and then water shot out and shot the key out of my hand with, with the, uh, the grub in the end onto the floor. And all I could do was put my thumb over the end of the, uh, <laughs> over, the over the end of the air, air vent. And of course, it was too high. For, I couldn't reach down and pick up the key without letting go of the vent. So <laughs> in the end, I just had to let go. It was getting hotter and hotter. And I had to just have to let go. Got showered in hot water and managed to shove the, uh, the, the screw back in and, and fasten it up. So yeah, that was, that was a bit of a mistake, one that I remember. <laughs> Like <laughs> yeah, lesson to be learned from that is, uh, yeah, snag it, make a note, and let the contract deal with it. That's a that's an amusing story. That's an amusing uh, story. That's it. Well, now, now that you've you painted a bit more of a picture, you know, you you're on the tools, you got into design, you're doing what you're doing now, you've made mistakes along the way, you've had challenges along the way. So, yeah. you know, all of it is okay. And, you know, most people get really frustrated about the decisions that they might make with the risk of, of, uh, of making a mistake. Um, but, but clearly it's not, it's not that bad. You know, life still goes on and there is, does, yeah. you, know, you only learn from it. Yeah, you, you do. You do learn from it, and I, I've not been—I've not been averse in my career to trying new things and innovating a little bit uh, on projects. Um, clients might be, but I certainly haven't been. Um, you know, if you advocate some new way of doing something, then yeah, there is a risk, but uh, usually you can you can balance that with the the gains from it, and uh, hopefully make the right decision and convince a client to, to go the way that uh, you think he should. Mm. And I've, I've never had any problems with doing that. Mm. I, think, I think that's benefited me throughout the years. Just got to be confident in, um, in your, your knowledge, really. And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, confident in what you do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've gone back through the, the history of how you've got to where you are now. Um, mm -hmm. what, what does the future hold? Is it? I mean, is it going to carry on the way that you're operating or are you going to scale up or, you know, maybe get your children involved? Yeah, I'll just be happy to get through this pandemic, to be honest, and uh, <laughs> get to the side and, and still have some work to do at the end of it. Um, that, that, would, that would suit you at the minute. But long term, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I think I'd like to expand mm -hmm. and uh, may, maybe, maybe take on a partner or something like that and, uh, initially before before expanding slightly that, that expansion is that a case of um growing a headcount or are you thinking more in employing certain services and tools that would help you know deliver uh, your projects quicker because growing the headcount i mean i i am quite averse in what i do within the within the field of uh, mechanical electrical services um I, I do try and have a few uh, few strings to my bow <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, I, th I think the only way I, c I can progress now is to take on more people, uh, or take on some people. 
and, uh, and grow our business. Um, and do you, do you want to do that, or are you quite happy the way you are? I'm happy as I am, but uh, but yeah, it'd be nice to grow something and have something to to leave behind. I guess. Yeah. Do you, do you have children yourself, by the way? Yeah, I've got two children. Yeah, two girls. Okay. Uh, one's um, well, one's 25 now. Uh, yeah. she's, uh, <laughs> she works. She works as a construction project manager. Uh, ah. Shipway, uh, which is uh, which is really great. Proud of her. Uh, the other one's only 18. Uh, still at home. Uh, she she works for a, a local vets. So she's completely different to me. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, because you, you mentioned earlier your, your granddad and your dad were, um, you know, in, in a similar line of work and that influenced your decision and um, seems like one one of your girls has taken a, a similar kind of route as well. I think so, yeah, I probably did influence her, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she wanted to be an architect originally, but realised that probably wasn't for her. And, uh, she'd seem to tell people what to do and do, do more. <laughs> no, that's good. It seems like she's uh, she's nailed it then. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So how how do you do do it all then? So you know you've got you've got your family. Um, you know you've you've been, you've been uh, doing this for six years now. Um, yeah. You know your you, your children would have been growing when you when you started off the company, and it w- it would have been. Uh, I'm thinking GCSEs for your older one, um, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know it, there's, there's a lot going on, and it, it would have been. A I'm 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 lucky in that uh, my wife supports me uh, at home, and uh, I'm, I'm free to do the work. Oh. <laughs> she she's got a job. She's uh, uh, she she works part time. It is a difficult job that she does, and she she uh, she has to travel to get to get there. But, uh, but obviously, and she's always done that uh, all the way through. Um, but had help from family, and uh, we're looking after the kids. And, uh, Actually, you, you look like you're about to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sure she's going to love hearing that. And I hope so. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you know, um, you you don't realise what support you've got in the background and sometimes you've got to take a step back to realize what you've actually been helped with along the way and 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 it's great to hear that because uh you know it it could be the other way around at the end of the day what what if um either your wife chose not to or or your partner chose not to support you or or just didn't want to and you know it it can make things more more difficult Um, and you know i think I think for for anyone out there who's passionate about something and they get the support of their partner or, or anybody else, friends, family who they might be really close to, um, I think that's an amazing start in itself. So um, I feel yeah. like I want to get your wife on here now. So she should oh, yeah, have yeah. Her <laughs> She's working up in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Touch it down. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it'd be, it'd be, it would be. Um, I think it, it, see, it, now it paints an even bigger picture. So, you know, the support that you've had, you know, from, uh, from your household. Um, yeah. how, how have you managed it all, though? Because you've, you know, you, you, you've got to do the work for, you know, your own, your own company. You're, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not just the engineering. It's also finding the clients it's also chasing the payments and 
and appreciate all of it as well the operational aspect of it is probably scaled up in terms of how much you've got to do and track everything at the moment given the current crisis um yeah. and the design work may well have slowed a little bit um but yeah. you know you you still had a growing family along that time you know you're you're grateful for a supportive uh, supporting wife um how have you managed your time with it and 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 i ask that question because sometimes there's a there's almost an impression out there that once you become either a partner director or business owner um you don't have a life anymore so how have you done that that's not true i don't think that's true um yeah i think the way i've dealt with it is to work hard during the week and keep weekends for family and uh, things you want to do um i mean very often i'll work 12 14 hour days just to get stuff done mm-hmm. and other other times i don't know there are there are busy times and there are slack times and you have to use your, your time wisely don't you um i mean i, I do the i do the business administration as i go along um work-wise yeah i, I try and get out and do some marketing uh, in, inevitably if you're successful at marketing you uh, you don't have the time to do it so it goes it goes in peaks and troughs um i uh, at the moment yeah work, work slackened off i can spend the time marketing which is which is important I, I want to when all this is over i want to hit the ground running and have, have projects to do work, work to do uh, which i'm sure i will have i spent the last week doing doing some uh, um, emailing people and uh, getting in touch with people that i haven't spoken to for a while and it, and it, it all helps but um yeah it's it's really it's really having focus in what what you're doing and trying trying to get the work done as it sits in front of you uh, don't don't leave anything um uh, and, and then at the weekend try and put it away and ignore it but that's not that's not as easy as it seems but uh or it sounds uh, but, but yeah that's 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 the way i deal with it and i don't uh, I, I don't try and do too much at the weekend <laughs> if i can help it no i i understand that because being, being a business owner has a, a completely different dynamic to um the job that you're doing and yeah. you look at things differently you do things differently and the pressures are different as well so for for every for every company out there who has uh, you know employees or not employees um whoever's sitting very closely to the top and has an attachment to you know any kind of financial aspect of the business they're going to be seeing all of this firsthand and it's yeah. It, it it can sometimes be quite easy for an employee of a of a business to say oh you know that's not the best thing to do but they're not in that situation and you know where you're where for yourself you're you're self-employed um it's it's literally it's your your business you're seeing the stresses you're seeing the strain yeah. and yeah, the whatever you decide impacts you directly it does it does but at least i can make that decision yeah. and, uh, it's, I can influence the way things things go, and I think that's probably one of the the biggest benefits of working for yourself is that you can actually you, you can you can do whatever you want, and uh, and yeah, you can do it the way you want to do it. 
it's not nothing forced on you. Uh, it's not true that you don't have a boss because every client's a boss, yeah. um, and you, you've got to you've got to satisfy your clients and keep them happy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I try and keep things simple. I don't uh, don't complicate things. Um, I say I work from home. Overheads are low. At, at this at this time, yeah, businesses. Businesses uh, dropped off a little because of uh, COVID-19, but um, it's not. I, I don't really have to do anything because I, I run. I run with low overheads anyway. Yeah. So it's just a case of weathering it and, uh, and well, doing the most. Yeah. I've got I've got a couple more more questions on the on the career aspect, and uh, I think you've already entered into the next part of the discussion in regards to challenges but i suppose we'll we'll, we'll circle back to that uh, to that slightly um sure. given the stage that you're at in terms of your career and what you've achieved and where you are now um what what advice would you give to yourself at earlier stages in your career right um i'd probably say uh Believe in myself, and um, I would also say, don't wait so long to make the jump to working for myself. <laughs> Just yeah. Do it as soon as you can, but, okay. but you, you, you do need the you need the contacts and you need the, the experience to be able to do it on your own. And, um, so yeah, that that would be first bit of advice. Uh, second bit of advice would be to exercise more. <laughs> A lot of time sat in the chair. And I've, right from the start, I've worked with older engineers who had bad backs and they, they warned me about it and I didn't listen. And yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a big thing. Keep yourself fit. Absolutely. <laughs> come back and bite you later. <laughs> no, um, it's, it's going to be applicable to a lot of desk-based jobs. But at least oh, yeah. you get to go on site time to time. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Sit in your car and uh, <laughs> until you get there. Yeah. Have a little bit of a walk around and then get back in again and sit down again. So yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've found I've found that exercise more. That would be the biggest uh, biggest bit of advice. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. I've got some All ideas right. for you. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, I um, it, it's it's a similar thing for for me in my work as well. Uh, most of it is based at your desk and your laptop and your phone yeah. and I, I can relate to it as well because I've, I've seen even my weight fluctuate quite a bit so I'm, I'm making yeah, as yeah, much effort yeah. as I can yeah, yeah. Um, would, would you give that same advice or would it be different to any other engineer who might be a younger engineer listening to this podcast and might think you know, maybe I do want to do that one day. Maybe I want to start up on my own. What, what would, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, I think I, I would, I would say try and try and make as many contacts as you can in the industry. Um, Never. Try a professional body. Yeah. Uh, progress. Uh, keep, keep it going. Um, and certainly try to live where you work. Maybe that might be a good. To- <laughs> A good thing to think about. Uh, don't don't uh, don't don't give yourself extra things to do um, with your work, like like commuting. I, I know I know sometimes it's hard to live where you work. And the better jobs are always further away, it seems. But 
but yeah, there's no no reason why. But once you've uh, once you've achieved a level, you can't set up on your own. Uh, if you've got if you've got the the ambition to do it, do it. I would definitely do do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I do. I do think it's. Uh... Sorry, I'll let you finish. This line's a little bit laggy, so I feel like I'm... Okay, no problem. <laughs> um, I, was, I was going to say, I think it's, um, I think it's down to choice for, for some people. Um, uh, at yeah. the end of the day, your, your, your career has taken you to where you are now. Um, we, can't, we can't necessarily take that as a template for every single other person who might <laughs> want to take the same route and, and do exactly the same thing. So... Everyone's going to have their unique challenges, but I think it's great for you to share your story that it is possible, uh, despite whatever might happen. Definitely, definitely. It's, yeah, anything's possible at the end of the day. And if, if, you're, if you're keen enough to do it, you'll achieve it. That's my, that's my feeling anyway. Yeah. And, um, I'm just hopeful that it will continue and business will get back to normal. That's my yeah. Well, well, that that, that lead, leads us on quite quite nicely to um, discussing challenges, and uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier, but we're we're second week in in lockdown at the moment. Construction sites are closed, and you know, for for building services engineers, usually a site visit marks the start and the end of a project. And uh, you know, if you're somewhere in the middle, you're okay doing some work. Um, but once that finishes, no one really knows what to expect. And, you know, there's a lot of theories, but, you know, how are you, how are you dealing with that? Oh, actually? Uh, well, I've got, I've got some projects that are midway through, as you say, and I'm able to work on them and carry on doing, uh, doing the design, the drawings. Uh, I've, got, I've got some, I do a lot of um, uh, applications for renewable heating incentive and uh, meeting reports, things like that. They're quite, quite good, good little projects that uh, that keep me going. So I've got some of that that I can carry on with. Uh, Offgem have been really good at the minute. They're uh, uh, they're short staffed as well, I think. So they're, they're allowing people a little bit more time to get uh, get things back. So that's uh, that's really what I'm doing. Um, I mean, I work I work from home anyway. Uh, I've got an office. You can see. Um, at the bottom of the garden, I'm all set up. I can work from home. Mm-hmm. I'm quite happy sat here um, using CAD and doing uh, calculations. That's great, you know. But, but it's, it's not all of my job though. And getting out and surveying, uh, going to meetings, uh, doing quality checks, things like that. That they're all impacted by uh, by the lockdown. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm trying. The problem is we don't know how long this is going to go on. Um, could go on for weeks and weeks. Who knows? Um, they they, uh, they have said that we can't go out and do do surveys and meetings as long as we abide by the uh, the rules. But uh, but I'm of a mind that uh, the the idea is not to go out, and I'm not going to go out. So that's that's where I am at the moment. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm trying to do marketing as well, so that. As soon as, uh, as soon as this is uh, this is finished, I can get back in and uh, get some work uh, work pulled back into the into the business. And maybe even more than I have now. 
or, or lab before. Yeah. Well, we've we've heard that from a few people in the industry who are expecting quite a big bounce back at the end of this. Hopefully, or, yeah. And I think you know, everyone's got to prepare for that as well. Um, but it's, I think, during this time where there isn't much coming through, it's, mm. it's, it's, you know, you're just counting everything and you're thinking about what's that. And yeah. I mean, like, be, being stressful and passionate about your work is is great. And you know, that's gonna, you know, the stress is gonna come with your passion. I think they both go hand in hand. Um, but what? What happens beyond that, as in, you know, what are you going to do to make use of your time right now? I think that's a conscious choice for everyone. And it, is, it is, yeah. Take, taking stock and uh, just getting standard specifications up to date, and, uh, uh, standard drawings, any, anything you can do to help later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, it's interesting. So, uh, I mean... The, the coronavirus issue is uh, is one thing that everyone's facing, not not just building services, but literally everyone. And you know, it's interesting to see how you're how you're dealing with it. What what about in a you know outside of this situation? Because um, you were, were you were we were we in a recession when you started off on your own, or was it just coming out? We were just coming out, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, there are always opportunities in recession now, aren't there? You know, there are opportunities. Well, you were still um, employed during the recession, so you saw some of the challenges oh, there anyway. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. So, um, I, I was lucky, lucky to work for a business where uh, they were they were affected, but not as badly as some. Uh, so yeah, I, I kept my job, and uh, yeah, they uh, they cut our salary a little bit and. Uh, Wave redundancies about, um, but but yeah, we were lucky that uh, the clients that we had weren't weren't impacted that greatly. Yeah. So so that 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 was lucky. Um, yeah, after coming out of the recession, I, I guess some businesses weren't so lucky, and they they got uh, uh, there were there were yeah there were, there were a few people that set up on their own after the recession yeah. because. They've been made redundant, and they they got the opportunity. Whether they lasted long, I'm not sure, but uh, there was certainly work to pick up at the time from contracts that had been let go, and uh, people that had lost their their businesses. So that's, that, that's an opportunity for for some people, not for others, of course. But uh, yeah, any any uh, any time of change is an opportunity. That's the way I see it. Really. So, yeah. uh, I say coming out of this, there might be more opportunities than uh, uh, than not. Yeah. I think as as time progresses, you're gonna you're always gonna face challenges. There's some that you that you either need to go with and ride with, and there's some yeah. that you're you're gonna need to put up a fight against. And mm. um, you know, the, and and you just got to make that decision yourself whether you're gonna resist it. Or you're going to make changes to to ride it, and and you know whatever steps or processes you might take is going to be relevant to to any any company out there. Um, yeah. Whether you get it right or wrong, um, it's going to be costly. Obviously, the wrong wrong choice is going to be more detrimental, yeah. but it's definitely going to be costly. Um, but the most important part of it is just getting through on the other side 
and and being there to tell the story because if you exactly. if you don't make the right choices you're you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna cost you even more and uh, you know I'm, I'm hearing stories now of of engineers who were either you know being made redundant or you know job offers being retracted and you know yeah. I, I mean I get it it's going to be a harsh decision but I think for every every slightly larger company out there they've got to be really conscious with what they do because at the end of all of this um, their employees are going to be in a situation where they're going to say okay the market's busy now um, have I gained more respect for my employer or have I lost it? And it's one of those two. So either you're going to have employees, loads of them who, you know, are going to be sticking with you for years from now on because they respect every single decision you made um, yeah. or you've lost it. And, you know, as much as the work <laughs> is going to be, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause the work's going to be bouncing back. It's just a case of, you know, who's going to be there to do it. If, if they all decide that they want to go because ev- everyone's going to be you know hoping to grow and, and building services is a is a skills shortage uh, market in itself so you know sometimes just finding a contractor to help there can't, you out there, can't be, there can't be less work afterwards than there was before no there can't be. not, after, not after this so uh, yeah we're going to need more workers not less that's that's the way to think is is that going to be your opportunity to grow and, and hire someone, or is or are you, are you going to take Quite possibly. that? Possibly, yeah, that may be that may be the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Make, make sure you give me a call then. So I said we were talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what what else do you face in terms of challenges on a day to day basis, just in your routine work? In my routine work, yeah, keep you focused at home. Um, yeah, I've got a dog that needs walking now and again. Um, <laughs> not much of a challenge, I know, but uh, yeah, he he, uh, he won't be ignored. Um, and uh, once I, once I get into work at home, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, if, if if I find something to distract me uh, during the day, like a a shed roof that might need replacing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, if I if I get distracted like that, then yeah, I might, I might lose half a day. But um, but yeah, norm, normally it's fine. But that 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 is it is a challenge staying focused when you're at home, uh, especially when there are other other demands on your time. Mm. So, so, well, I've got um, I've got two young two young boys. Um, right. One turns four next month, and the other one turns two the month after. So oh, this actually, this month. So. <laughs> Um, uh, again, same for me. My wife does a great job of keeping them at bay, um, yeah. but there are times where they'll just, you know, walk, walk in, and and it's not a quiet walk into the room. And no, no, I might be no. in the middle of doing something, and uh, I think everyone's quite understanding of it at the moment, which is great. Yeah, because yeah. you just, you know, not not everyone is set up to work from home, and not everyone's used to it, and. No everyone is being very understanding of it and and and, and i think that's a, a really nice thing to see from from everybody whatever industry you might be in uh, we, we can only hope that this will uh, this will encourage more people to uh, to work from home and uh, or to realize that they can work from home yeah. and, and that uh, they don't need to race somewhere in a car to have a meeting they can they can actually do it over the, uh, over the internet and uh, perhaps save some carbon emissions as well whilst we're at it yeah 
Now, I, I feel way more productive at home. Um, mm. You know, I, I said this in, in the previous podcast that I did as well. And, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago, if, if somebody wants to have a meeting and I sent them a, a meeting invite link, uh, I just said, you know, well, what's this? Um, but now... <laughs> yeah, everybody knows what. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think this is gonna this is gonna be the norm going forward. I think so. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. So uh, save so much. Yeah, yeah, save so much on travel time and costs. It will. It will. So, so yeah. that 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 brings us on to the to the next bit about about futures as well. Um, okay. so you you mentioned uh, what your plans are. Um, how do you see that shaping the industry going forward? So obviously we're expecting that more people are going to be using online meetings rather than going out face to face. You've yeah. you've got some essential site duties and I think that's one aspect to cover. Um, maybe we can start with that and then we can go into what else you, you feel we should be as an industry should be looking out for. Right. Okay. So site, site meetings, you, yeah, I mean, a lot of site meetings can be done on uh, uh, via video conference. I, I don't see why not. I, I've, I've been to plenty of meetings where I've sat there for an hour, said nothing, or had, had no involvement, and then had five minutes of the opportunity to say something and then left. Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, it seems like a bit of a waste of time if you've, if you've driven for two hours to get there and two hours to get back, and then you've, you've had five minutes in between. There's, there's always the opportunity to visit site and to have a look at what's happening. And I, I, I try and make, make use of visits to site for, for multiple reasons, not, not just for one. So, so that, that is going to be a problem. Um, you still, you've still got to go to site at some time. Uh, but, um, but yeah, there, there, there may be other ways to do it. I mean, drones have been discussed in, uh, uh, in construction. Maybe one day we'll get a drone that we can fly around the site and do, do a snag from there. Not not easy, but yeah, maybe. Who knows? Depends how well they open doors. Yeah, true. true. I'll have to take the doors off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't just don't overcomplicate the problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so um, no, I, I I I do I do see that happening. To be honest, with with drones being used on site, I can. I can definitely see it from a facade perspective. Um, yeah, it sounds dangerous inside there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if there's other people there as well, uh, yeah, exactly. flying around. So I, I get that. Is, is, is there anything else that you think people should look out for? Is there different styles of buildings or softwares or new processes that you think are, are really, really up and coming? Uh, yeah, up and coming stuff. Um, smart buildings, of course. Um, more sensors. There'll be a lot more sensors in building in the future. BMS systems coming up as well, more of them. Sorry, say again? Uh, BMS systems. BMS yeah. systems, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to get more and more complicated, I think, yeah. yeah. Occupancy sensors and uh, uh, multi, multi-function sensors as well. I think they're coming in with uh, they have one sensor in the middle of the building that does, in the middle of the room, which does temperature, humidity, occupancy. Uh, have uh, microphones so we can see people coming coming in and yeah I, I think I think that's going to be a, a big change uh, there's even the opportunity to uh, 
have feedback from occupants um, where you can you can vote for your conditions in the building. That'd be that would be interesting. If as as part of the BMS system, or or as in yeah, so potentially that's probably quite new. I, I don't think anybody's done it yet. That might be a new thing. Right. But, uh, you you could maybe vote on your phone as to whether you're comfortable in a room or not. But take students, for example, in uh, a university, they could sit there and say, "I'm cold," and they uh, and you you could maybe get that to influence what the, the settings in the room. I've just got an image of, of you texting your wife saying I'm cold now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think what's going to happen after this. <laughs> have you put the heating on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's it. It's um, no, it's all it's, it's all it's all really interesting, and we've we've kind of uh, you know come to the end of most of our our, our discussion. So. Um, hmm. is, is there anything else you wanted to add before we, we summarise? Uh, I think um, just thinking about futures again, there's a few other things that could, could be coming in. Um, okay. Could be getting more prevalent anyway. Is this uh, uh, biophilic design. I've heard a bit about it, uh, which is where you try and use mimic nature or bring nature into the building. And, uh, for, so like for lighting, which is... Um, it's not it's not uniform, but uh, would you get a base lighting level and then the the lighting levels change uh, as as uh, as the day goes on or uh, to mimic being outside. Uh, you know that, that's that's something that's inter that interests me. Uh, there's, there's even there's even uh, talk of uh, uh, ventilation systems which aren't um, constant. So you, they vary the volumes to uh, uh, to mimic being outside, winds blowing, drafts. Obviously, comfort's difficult to manage like that, but uh, but it would feel more natural than uh, so a, a mechanical ventilation system that's natural. That, that sounds like a bit of a, a dodgy thing to do, but yeah, that's that's something that interests me. I, I might uh, might have a go at that later. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, are you researching into it and you're expecting some sort of course to come out at some point or even regulation? Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't see any course coming out on it, but, uh, you know, I think it'd be, I think it's something that uh, you, you can research and look into, um, talk about and maybe try out on jobs. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, guess so. I think there's a, a lot of things that are constantly changing and, uh, I suppose there's plenty to be excited about about what's to come in the future. You know, once upon a time, LED lights were like, "Whoa, what's that?" And, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's now, never, it's, yeah, it's never <laughs> yeah, and and now they're all very normal. Um, I, I can I can still very very vaguely remember it where you know the old the old light bulbs you could probably get a pack of six for about a pound, um, yeah. something yeah. like that, possibly more now. And when LED light bulbs came out and there were, you know, it was one LED light bulb for four pounds. And uh, I still remember being in a shop with, with my dad and saying, yeah, these, these are meant to be really, really good. I've, I've heard a bit about it. I'm not, I'm not paying four pounds for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the response. I'm not paying four pounds for that. <laughs> for yeah, yeah. Well, now, now, um, well, now, now they're a lot, a lot cheaper now. So yeah, uh, they're they're everywhere. yeah, they're very common. So, um, yeah, who who knows really? I think there's a there's a lot of things changing, and you just don't know what's what might be 
trending in building services, you'll know, you'll know about it before everyone else, and before you know it, it's going to be rolled out <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, it's all of interest, and I'm. I'm hopeful that things are going to change you know, for the better in, uh, in building services very soon. Yeah, like, likewise. I suppose I'm going to have to to wish you wish you all the best. But just to just to summarise, you know, you're giving advice to to younger engineers who, you know, whatever you want to do, just be firm on your decision and and just go with it. Uh, yeah. You obviously you you work through. Um, a recession previously you're seeing the challenge with the coronavirus and you know you're preparing it and I suppose at the moment you're doing all the things well you're doing your essential duties but you're also doing all the things that you've probably been putting off for a long time and, and hopefully yeah. that'll all, all see you through um, and you just mentioned everything that you should uh, discuss for um, well look out for in the future really um, final final question to you actually um, mm -hmm. That there's going to be somebody out there who might look up to you quite a bit in terms of your career development and how you got to where you are. Um, is there anyone out there for you who you might still look up to or you might even want to hear from on here? Yeah, yeah, I think there is. There is. Um, it's actually somebody I went to college with. And okay. uh, uh, it's, um, he's head of engineering at Nottingham Trent University. Okay. Um, he's, he's worked there from being on the tools as, I don't know, probably 18, 19, something like that. And he, he's now the head of engineering. There. So he's, he's, come, he's come a long way with the same company, which is, I don't know, is that unusual? I'm not sure. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Simon Smith, he's uh, uh, a great, great engineer. Yeah. And, uh, I'm proud to know him and I think everybody would be interested in this book. So. Good. Well, Simon, if you're listening, he's your number one fan. And uh, I suppose, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get in contact with Simon and, and see if we can get on here. So, um, but no, actually, it's, it's, it's been great talking. Um, hope you've enjoyed it as well. And, uh, you know, maybe you've not had the chance to, to explain all of, all of that about your your career, how you got there, your influences, um, and and again, it wasn't wasn't your first choices in choosing building services, but you you fell into it, and and you've got yeah. to where you are. So, great, yeah. yeah, great story, great story. Maybe write a book one day. Huh. <laughs> Perhaps I should yeah. a novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this will be the starting point. So um, yeah, once again, I you know I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it and I'm hoping that it brings some, uh, some inspiration to, to younger engineers who might be thinking about following, following the similar suit as Ashley. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not all, um, it's not all hunky dory. Uh, there are a few challenges on the way, you know, sometimes challenges that are out of your control and sometimes those that you can grab hold of and you can deal with. Uh, but, you know, Ashley's still here to tell the story. Uh, hopefully, we'll be here continuing um, years to come and, you know, just wishing all the best for you, Ashley, and, and whatever plans you might have for the future. So, thanks, Thank thanks for joining us on it. Thank you. It's been enjoying it. Absolutely. And, yeah, for, for all the listeners, if, if you liked it, um, make sure you, you give it a little share or, or, a, or a review. 
and you know it'd be much appreciated pass it on to any of your friends or colleagues who you think might benefit and and if there's somebody who you're you're really interested in hearing a story from um you just never know who or you're curious to see how somebody might have got to the position that they're in then yeah send send us a message and, and we'll see if we can get them on so uh once again actually thank you so much for your time uh been great talking um all the best thank you take care Thank you for listening and we really hope you enjoyed it. If you really did like it, don't forget to leave us a review and share it with a colleague who you think might benefit. Don't forget to follow us on all social media pages including Instagram and LinkedIn. Engineered by Responsum Global. <laughs>